everyone. Hello, hi, how the hell are you? Welcome into The Hop, a craft beer podcast with Gabe, with Steven. We're making Thirsty Thursday fun, enjoyable, innovative, inclusive, all the things. We're so happy you're joining us. We're here for another great round, round 141. Oh my God, that's a lot of beer. I am Gabriel Priya, as always, with my co-host Stephen Geronimo Humes. Hey, de hi de ho people. Welcome in. Uh, it's another Thirsty Thursday, 141 episodes in the can, and it's the end of May. We're just flying through 2023, man. It's just, uh, it's it's going fast, and it's crazy, and we're going to another L.A. brewery uh, to bounce off paperback two episodes ago we're now at boomtown brewery in downtown los angeles uh, about a mile's walk from where i currently hang my hat i walked into this place had never been there before figured i'd check out a new brewery in the area and i loved it and I, i usually do and i said you know what welcome to the hop so that's what we're getting into today and i'm very excited about it I'm very excited as well. Steven hooked me up with these beers, and uh, now I know that he's a mile away from the brewery, so you could, like, jog there and back, and there's your workout for the day. So if you... Drinking in between, but, like, whatever. Jog there, grab a drink, jog back, no harm done. I mean, I don't don't see the problem. It's not a healthy experience, but it's not... It's just me. It's a net neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and if you want to know where I live, you could just, like... Go find Boomtown on a map, <laughs> do a radius for up about a mile, and just make some guesses. It's <laughs> it's a cool LA spot. It opened a few years ago, and it just has a really good vibe. Lots of games, lots of people. It's right near the Arts District. There's a lot of breweries in that area. And do they have trivia? I think they do. I was there on, unfortunately karaoke night so oh it was loud up in there but you know they had the nba going on they have giant screens it's one of the they have like a giant projector screen in there's like a separate room if yes if you're on youtube which you can find us on youtube uh and just search for the hop of crap your podcast gabe's in one area of the tap room and then there's another area to the side that has a giant screen with like all the couches and tables facing the screen. You know, it's like a everything's Ooh. facing this way. So you could just watch sports. So amazing. That's amazing. We were we anytime there's a projector involved, you know it's gonna be classy, you know it's gonna be dope. Uh and they have beer there. So what's better than that? They do. Step one for a brewery tap room, have beer and uh check mark. At Boomtown Brewing. <laughs> so Pumped. Uh, follow us on social media if you don't already at the HO Podcast. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, follow, spread the word, help us make the show better for you because that's what we're always striving to do. And if you have suggestions or requests for the hop, feel free to reach out to thehopod at gmail.com and send those requests our way. If you request a brewery, we will make it our mission in life to get that brewery on the show. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if your NBA team or NHL team is still in the playoffs. If they are, that is so good for you, and we applaud you. There's nothing more that we're going to do about it. We'll, we'll raise a toast to you. How about that? There we go. Let's get newsy. Beer News. 
I have like a whole I don't follow basketball really because it just it just didn't stick and I definitely don't follow the NHL. <sighs> but I have a whole bracket laid out for the NBA playoffs and we're not going to go through it here because we're recording a little early. It's going to be very dated by the time this episode drops, but I have a whole bracket laid out. I have a whole plan right down to the end. And so far so it's going as well. Of- I was just going to say, so as of this moment, without naming any teams, how are you doing? As of this recording, I'm truly nailing it. We'll go through it. Okay. We'll go through it afterwards. All right. All right. Great. Uh, you know me. Not too much news, uh, but we'll get into some stuff. Uh, JetBlue is now serving athletic brewing on flights. That's fun if you're a non-alcoholic drinker, but you want to get a little, um, well, not buzzed in the sky, a little, uh, <laughs> if you want to... Just have have an athletic brewing in the sky. I don't know. Um, if you're trying to impress someone next to you who doesn't know what athletic brewing is, then yeah, you nailed it. You can it. now do it in the air on JetBlue. I want to know how much it costs. Oh, that's an easy light. Well, airplanes, it's like seven, eight bucks. It's not like going to the ballpark, but it's Oof. It, it's worth it to me, man. I there's nothing like a beer in the sky at this point. If you gotta, that's true. You don't do yeah. a lot of the the cross country flights. Those six hour ones. Those those they suck. are tough, and those require maybe a beer or a little something something. But uh, a Spirit Airline Miami, when I asked for water and they just gave me ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's the that's Spirit. I, I I was feeling some type of way. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we don't need to put them on blast necessarily, but uh, <laughs> I want that, that's, well, we can. that's an airline where it's like they charge you extra to like breathe their air. No, thank you. Yeah. There's a reason those tickets are 40 bucks. Yeah, 100 percent. It's you know, it's the end of May. Summer is just around the corner. And so in terms of beer trends, we're just seeing, uh, you know, it's that time of year where you're going to start seeing your shandies your belgian wits your lighter beers lighter drinking options people need to get their beach bods ready so uh if you're into that kind of thing there's plenty of that there for you if you're into the heavier imperial stout world you know you might have to dig a little deeper this time of year they still are out there but it's not the trend of the moment yeah that's true no one really wants to drink a heavy sticky stout uh, when it's 100 degrees out. But if that AC is cranking, why not? Know, it's basically winter. Yeah. Uh, in For our first real story here, uh, let's talk about Founders Brewing for a hot second. We very much enjoy Founders Brewing Company, brewery out of Michigan. They were on the hop way, way back in one of our early, uh, I think I believe it was the St. Patty's Day episode, but they have some not so fun stuff going on. First of all, their tap room in Detroit. Well, it's 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 really all related to the tap room in Detroit. So they had a lawsuit filed against them by a former employee of the tap room, Naima Dillard, and the employee is alleging a, sort of a, a long history of unfair treatment, discrimination and retaliation against them uh, basically for uh for being basically that they're being racist um this is an allegation it's not proven to be true uh she was speaking through her attorney Jack Schultz and they are going to, it was filed in the the district court in the area and we'll see how it all plays out you know but she claims quote throughout her uh Miss Dillard's time as manager at Founders Detroit Taproom 
She was utilized merely for the optics of having a black manager while being treated completely differently than her white counterparts. And uh, it goes on from there. Not good, not cool. Um, It kind of goes, I mean, it goes on and on. And you can read the statement if you're interested. It's on brewbound.com and other places. The interesting thing about the article says her complaint is the second high profile lawsuit against founders in this sort of situation where someone was being discriminated. So the fact that it's happening, A, happening period sucks. B, happening more than once. Guys, what are we doing here? We got a reoccurring problem that we need to, as we always say, clean it up. up. And the other big news around founders, uh, this was about last week or so, uh, is that they won't really have the chance to clean it up there because they're just closing the taproom. So uh, the Detroit taproom operated for about six years, and the lawsuit was actually filed post them announcing the closing of the taproom. But it, it all took place at the same location. Founders is based in a city in Michigan that is not Detroit, the name of which escapes me. But this was their Detroit kind of outpost. They said the decision involved a lot of careful consideration of each aspect of our business. And ultimately, what we felt was best for the company and our employees overall. We explored every possible avenue to course correct the business and gave it as much time as we could. Ultimately, they need to close the taproom. So... It's not that surprising that the taproom is closing, given the state of the economy, given the state of the way any business is doing at the highest and lowest levels. But tied to this lawsuit, it just doesn't look good. And I think the ultimate um, the ultimate thing that needs to be said is clean it up. And I should say, in fairness, it, it needs I, I should uh, read some of founders statement in regards to the lawsuit, which they said uh Quote, we are deeply saddened and concerned to learn of the recent accusations that have been brought against the Detroit Taproom. We take these claims very seriously. We're conducting a thorough investigation. Since 2019, we've instituted mandatory bias, discrimination, and harassment training throughout our organization. We have re-examined our policies and enacted new policies, along with implementing new procedures for the reporting of workplace concerns. And the statement goes on from there. You can read it in full again on brewbound.com. Domino effect, one thing leading to another. It's kind of nuts. Um, so hopefully they get that yeah. fixed. Um, on the lighter side, moving right along, uh, the National Black Brewers Association, which they're calling NB2A, is announced uh, that Kevin Asato is tapped to lead the association. This is new. This is fun. This is awesome. Uh, they announced it today. Uh, as the Brewers Association annual craft brewers conference kicked off in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, NB2A is known as, quote, first of its kind nonprofit organization that aims to promote the black brewing community, increase black participation at all levels of brewery employment. They want to really, yes. Uh, you know, they definitely want to diversify the field and uh, really showcase. Uh, as they're calling historical context and legacy surrounding African-American influence on brewing in the U.S. Uh, Kevin Asato has been around beer for quite some time. We are very excited about this. Kevin, best of luck. Uh, pour us a drink. We'd love to have one with you, maybe have you on the show. Um, but this is awesome to see. Um, and again, it is the 
National Black Brewers Association, which they're calling NB2A. I love it. Uh, you know, the, the beer industry thrives a lot on trade groups and trade organizations. And the fact that there's one so focused on what is so important to the industry and so important to us as a show, sort of the diversity, which it always feels like funny to say, because I'm very aware that we're two white dudes talking about beer, but um, it's just something we we care about promoting when we get the chance to. And so the fact that there's now a trade association specifically devoted to this cause, Kevin, uh, we wish you all the best and all the success because this is this is awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We're going to drink to you now, Kevin and everybody, mm. and we're going to kick it Let's off with a toast it. like we always do. Ah, smooth jazz. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, but we're here. So what better to compliment the smooth jazz than with a really hard rock song? All those Saturdays when kids go out and play, I was up in my room, I let the stereo blaze. Wasn't faded, not jaded, just a kid with a pad and a pen and a big big imagination. All this I seek, I find, I push the envelope to the line. Make it, break it, take it, until I'm overrated. Click, click, boom, I'm coming down on the stereo, hear me on the radio. Click, click, boom, I'm coming down with the new style and you know it's buck wild. Click, click, boom. Boom. I see what you did there. I, uh... Because it's Boomtown Yeah, this Brewery. one I was like... Yeah, this one I was like, I gotta make this one work. How often do you get a name with boom in it? So I figured instead of getting sued, I'll just <laughs> read the lyrics rather than have the song play. Was that... Uh, that is that is by the group Saliva. Mm-hmm. I never would have gotten that right. Don't let the name fool you. They're, they are or used to be a great rock band. And they, yeah. they are or used to be. Uh, cool. Let's, uh, let's do it. Town, baby, it is the Belgian style wit that they call the ingenue. Ingenue Belgian style wit clocking in at 4.8% ABV. IBUs are at 16. Untapped has it rated at 3.53. And it has been a while since we had a Belgian wit on the show, I think. Sure has. So, yeah, this is a classic style. Mm-hmm. We love it. It's very light, it's very breezy. And uh, ingenue. Okay, so the name isn't the isn't ingenue a name for like a very sophisticated type of person or or like heiress to a throne or something? Am I making this up? It's supposed to be like in like film or theater. Technically, it's actually just like an innocent young woman mm. they're usually like the young sort of naive like an ingenue yeah you know okay. like learning about the world kind of thing like you're uh you're leading lady type thing is it, the actual definition okay all right but so 
So this this works for us then, right? So it, so it makes total <laughs> sense for us. I guess it fits in with the sort of Hollywood nature of this brewery, right? Is that um, it's a very Hollywood yeah. word. So we're from the brewery. Their description uh, quote: "This blonde ale is inspired by the miners or working class ales of Haino. This white is brewed with Belgian Pilsner malt, white winter wheat, rolled oats, and lightly hopped with imported Czech Sazbra." We brew this beer with extremely soft water in order to create a mouthfeel that matches the effects of the oats, full of sweet, bready notes with a nice creamy body, yet finishes clean and dry. Uh, That's cool, but I now need to know what soft water is. What's, as opposed to hard water? So, so soft water is you take water and you boil it and then you put it back in the fridge and because of it gets sucked. I don't you know. Sound, I have no friggin' idea. You sound like you know what you're talking about, even though I, I know, knew you didn't. Because that's because <laughs> oh, acting school, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, soft water. Um, yeah, this is going to be the Belgian style, characterized by a lot of spiciness, a lot of uh, sort of spicy notes. You typically get that banana. You get the the yeast really shines through. The malt tends to be pretty sort of. Uh, herbaceous in a way so i'm excited to get into it can art wise you know not a lot to talk about it's just uh it's golden <laughs> white and uh this the in this particular one the label is like not even print it's just like one they slapped on it's there it's just like it's just one they typed just out a generic can like, so yeah but that's okay use the cal- calibri front font who cares just type it out crafting these stickers on community through beer art and conversation whatever we'll see about that here it is in the glass srm chart it's pretty light golden i would probably put it around a four uh it's like a light yellow very clear in the glass but lots of bubbles coming up poured with a little ring of white foam very fizzy dissipated very quickly I'm drinking out of a sort of tumbler glass. Gabe has a fun beer mug. I've got what I'm considering a honey pot at this point. Um, it's just a big ass stein, but it's thick. She thick, and it she fit thick. the whole beer. So, <laughs> and on the nose, so I can chug it. I mean, yeah, it's Belgian through and through. It's bready. It's weedy. Oh, yeah. It's the orange peel, the coriander, the like banana. banana notes. Yeah. The Hefeweizen style, if you will. This is Belgian, not German, but it's that kind of thing. It's definitely got a lot of just different notes, different citrusy notes, different fruity and spicy and earthy notes, and the yeast powers through as well. Um, It's a really good complex style, and it's at 4.8% ABV, so it's very manageable as well. So uh, it's a light drinker. It's a light drinker. It's smell. It's also got, like you said, that spicy note quality to it, while also with, I would say, a, a pretty good malt backbone as well. Um, it kind of fades into the background after the yeast, but it's or along with the yeast. But uh, yeah, classic, classic wit. People love this style. They swear by this style. And I'm with you. It's, you know every once in a while I'll grab one like on a, you know, when we're doing this, um, but it's got a place in this world. Yeah. It's one that I think in my head is kind of slept on like by me itself. Cause I don't reach for them very often. I go for more hoppy typically, but there's a lot to be said for this style because it is so flavorful and it is 
a fairly easy drinking beer again. So um, it's one that's come around at this brewery uh, for years, I think. And I am excited to get into it. And I think we should do that now. All righty. Happy hi-ho. Here comes the boom. Oh, wow. This is very sweet. Very banana-y. Very yeast, multi backbone, but very sweet, like pineapple almost. Wow. Agreed. Yeah, the, the citrus is more tropical than I thought it would be. It's very huh. fruity. It's got all of the classic Belgian notes. It has the straw and hay. It has the coriander. It has the banana. But the hop bill, I think, is where it really comes through, is very, like you said, some pineapple, some mango, which you don't see in this yeah. style a lot. It's kind of wow. like it's kind of like a blonde ale meets a classic Belgian wit. It's kind of like a hybrid. It's interesting. It's so fruity and delicious and... It's got like a slightly crisp, but also gentle mouthfeel. The back end is very refreshing and more of that tropical note. It's fun. It's, I mean, if you're going to make anything with soft water, obviously it's going to be a knockout. Um, I like this. This is good. We could probably, we could probably slam. Oh, for sure. These are, these are going to do very little to us. Uh, booze wise they're very easy drinking but i think you know it's interesting the rolled oats that are in there when i see oats i typically expect it to have a bit of a creamier mouthfeel this does not it's very crisp to me um it drinks more like a pilsner than a hefeweizen mm-hmm. i think uh yeah i would agree with that and i think the fruitiness of it is very maybe uncharacteristic of the style but i think it's also a good beer so I don't know where that leaves me. I like it a lot. I do. It's very, it's a good combination of flavors. It's a good balance. It's a good drink in general. Um, I would, I would, <laughs> this beer is like a dad beer. <laughs> Go on. You know what I mean? Like, so you know how every, like some people, they have the dad hats and it's just like the classic dirty cap and yeah. use it when they're mowing the lawn yeah. and it's just just dads doing dad things <laughs> i feel like this is the beer that it's not too strong it's not too boozy it's like just enough like this is a beer you have when you're done working like in your yard you've cl- cleaned the hedges you mowed the lawn it looks beautiful all the neighbors are jealous it's like a hot Sunday. It's like 3.30. You just finished. You're like, let me go inside. You got grass clippings all over you. Let me grab a beer because I've earned a hard day's work. And you grab this and it's just a dad just being like, nothing can make me upset because I'm drinking this. It also, I'll offer another take, would be a great end of the night beer. You know, you're a little too hammered to reach for another IPA, but you still want to just keep hanging with your friends. Grab one of these. It's going to be a nice, light, Easy drinker that's just going to coast you to the end of your evening. I'll pitch that as well. Or, (laughs) hear me out, it's the end of the night and you don't want to fall asleep because you're a dad. (laughs) 
And so you grab this because you want to hang with your friends. So we made it we, work for It both works ones. for both of us. So we're honestly, we're both right. And <laughs> that's beautiful. It's It's just a little bit not what I expect from the phrase Belgian wit. But I also don't know that that's a bad thing. It's just a little bit light on the like weedy yeasty thing that you typically expect um but i wouldn't characterize it as something else either so i guess that is the best description of it uh it's just an interesting it's a belgian wit with its own style yeah for sure i mean it's got pilsner malt in it and it's got czech hops so i don't know it's so we're 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 living in that world. The flavors are there, the malt backbone and the and the all the Belgian style is there. It's just got a fun little spin on it. And Melting Pot is a great segue into the brewery because they're located in the Arts District, or what I guess people are calling that the Melting Pot of L.A. Stephen, you've been there. You went for karaoke. You sang. No. What did you sing? Uh, you knocked it out. Standing. Uh, excuse me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I wandered in. So what happened was, you know, I, I live in downtown L.A., which is interesting because I used to live in New York. So a lot of people don't like downtown L.A. because <laughs> it's downtown L.A., but it is the most city-like part of LA. LA is very spread out and there's a lot of neighborhoods. It's kind of like a whole lot of different cities that are just sort of tangentially adjoined. And But downtown makes me feel the most, at times, like I'm in New York. So I'm embracing being able to walk around downtown. Wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but that's where I'm, where I'm at in life. Anyway, all that to say, I walked into this brewery on a Friday night and it was packed. And so if you... Uh, Check out the hop on YouTube. You can see the brewery behind us. I am outside the brewery. So you walk in originally through this like alleyway. If you can see it here, it's sort of this uh, very big building in a sort of nondescript area. It's in the arts district on the outskirts of it. And you walk down the hallway there and there's several entrances. There's the section that Gabe is in on YouTube, which is where the bar is. Hold on real quick. There's a pool table behind me. Ready? Look. There's a pool table behind him. There's the (laughs) bar in the corner. And this is where the karaoke was happening. And then there's another section which also has other games such as cornhole. And uh, I think I saw some pinball. There were some arcade games going on in there. There was maybe some foosball screens, TVs, games outside and inside. A whole bunch of things going on. Amazing. And the Arts District is home also to a lot of breweries. So if you're interested in, I mean, honestly, if you're into the brewery scene, LA, specifically downtown LA has a lot to offer you, but you could go down to the Arts District and just hit a bunch of different breweries right there. uh, And you could hit everything from Arts District Brewing to Boomtown to I could go on. There's There used to be a Modern Times down here. There's not anymore, but there's, um, I think, a... Angel City Brewing is down there. There's a whole lot. So so let me ask you this. Last time I was there, we went to like the comedy store. Is that in the arts district? Like where no, is that no, in relation no, no. to this brewery? That is in Hollywood, which is where this brewery oh. was trying to be. Uh, Oops. Kind of. It's in, yeah, it's in Hollywood. It's That's basically up on like Melrose or Sunset or something. I don't know. I don't know streets that much. 
But no, we're in downtown. So we're, we're kind of closer to the Staples Center. I mean, let me put it that way. Or I'm sorry, the Crypto.com Arena. I refuse. Okay, tangent. You started it. We're doing it. I refuse to call that building Crypto.com Arena. Are you kidding me? That sucks. I hate it's it. It's the Staples Center. Mike, how do you feel about Bang! it? Exclamation point. He doesn't actually feel that way, but it's the <laughs> most basketball y drop we have. Yeah, uh, I get it. I Listen, I, I'm just going to say it real quick. Go ahead, buy the stadium, but why rename it? Just keep it, just crypto.com presents Staples Center. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> or call it the Crypto Center. Whatever. At least call it something that doesn't have the .com, whatever. Yeah, that's lame. Every arena, I feel like every arena nowadays, like the Miami Heat used to play in American Airlines Arena. Now it's something completely different. Like everyone's just being bought out and it's like, what? It's getting weird out there. Anyway. What happened to Heinz Field? Anyway, moving on. Uh, this brewery was founded by John Rankin and Sam Chawinga. I like his name. <laughs> Chawinga. I wait to read that. <laughs> uh, they, they started brewing together in 2015. They were going around to local like beer fests and thing like, things like that. They were trying to get uh, the brewing off the ground. They finally opened a tap room in 2017. John has the culinary background, so... Um, and the hospitality background. So he did that and he helped Sam come up with the kind of fun recipes. And downtown LA was the spot. I think they were trying to open it in Hollywood. Is that right? They were trying to open it in Hollywood. Uh, The quote from John says, being the first brewery in Hollywood would have been great, but as that became more challenging and expensive, the natural next move for us was the arts district. And then this this touched me when he said, I feel like the Arts District is L.A.'s Brooklyn to Manhattan. Yay, Brooklyn! I live there. Fun times. Um, Yeah, what's cool is John, you know, it said culinary background. It didn't say chef, but it is cool that even, you know, if you're a chef or producer or whatever, for culinary-wise, to be able to come up with recipes for beer, it's kind of the same Almost the same as coming up with recipes for a meal. It's except we're drinking it, not eating it. You know what I mean? So to have a culinary background can only help so much. And I'm sure it has influence over these beers. Maybe it has influence over the fact that this Belgian wit tastes the same, but also a little more amplified than what we're used to. Yeah. You know, beer in LA, I just, I keep saying it. We had paperback on, you know, um, we've done some LA beers. Uh, but we could do an LA series for months. We could just go through LA. I mean, we it's it's interesting. It's fascinating because I I live here and I'm from New England and I've you know lived in New York and I've drank beer all over the country. I am very interested in the beer here because it is in a lot of ways its own thing. It is experimental, um, for better or worse. I think that at times, you know, it depends on the brewery you're in. Sometimes it can feel like it's a brewery that's trying to do something they don't understand. And other times it can feel like a brewery that's just doing their own thing. And, you know, I, this feels more in that world to me where it's like it's a brewery doing its own thing. They, they are brewing a Belgian wit. It's kind of a Belgian wit. Would the Belgians like it? I don't know, but... We're in LA, so fuck it. You know, I don't, I don't like <laughs> it's its own world. Um, so that's yeah. the way I feel about a lot of the breweries down here. It's dope. Uh, it seems like a fun spot. They, 
apparently, along with karaoke, you have open mic nights, which they started after the pan. Well, during the pandemic, they would open up the outside. And as a way to get people at the brewery, they said, come do uh, some open mic nights. Uh, come make us laugh with some yuck yucks. And if you come to the show, you'll get two dollars off a beer. Uh, so I think it's a perfect thing to do. Uh, it was, you know, they they powered through the pandemic. They stayed open. Um, and maybe, hop listeners, just maybe, if we try hard enough, we'll get Steven to finally do some stand up or karaoke. Uh, his choice, people. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe, and tell us what you would rather see him do. I think I'd rather see him do comedy. We will. How about this? We'll fly Gabe out here and we'll have our first ever live hop recording in front of a, a live audience and we'll hold it at Boomtown Brewery. I'll do karaoke if you do like two minutes of stand up. We'll get our just people, like your best your best bit. Just like knock it out. We'll get our people on setting that up. Um, yeah, that's that's it's the perfect space for that. Honestly, it's like interesting because mostly breweries suffered during the pandemic, but this is a brewery that honestly hit its stride in a way, drawing people in because they have the space to do it. And that's the beautiful thing about the arts district. It is removed enough that you can have these sort of wide open spaces, and that's why you see a lot of breweries in that area. Hollywood is very congested and tight, and so it's just I can imagine it was really hard to find a place. It's very similar to the Manhattan Brooklyn thing. I mean, I've said for a long time, there's no Manhattan brewed beer. Um, I think there is now maybe one or two since I've, you know, since we've started this podcast, that's how young it is. But for the most part, it's just not brewed there because it's just not practical. It takes a lot of space to brew beer and there's just not a lot of it in Manhattan. Same could be said for Hollywood. If you're brewing beer in Manhattan, you're either in your living room or in your neighbor's backyard. I mean, let's be real. And we've been to those living rooms. We've we've boy, how do we have hunted we? them we down? We sure have. Woof. Uh, the name of the brewery comes from L.A. being considered a quote unquote boom town because people are here to make it big, and that is what inspired the name of the brewery. Also inspired a lot of their beers. Um. And that's probably a good segue into our next beer because Hell yeah. if you come to LA uh, and maybe you're an ingenue, maybe you're just a dude like me and you feel totally great about your body and then you spend a few months in LA and you go, maybe I should get a nose job. And that is the perfect segue into, into the, the nose, nose job. job. IPA. IPA. <laughs> oh my god. Well done. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because I was going to go there and then you did it. Like you were I like we were on the same page there. So that I've was definitely great. never but had that thought ever. I'm just saying maybe. I'm just saying maybe. LA does that. I feel yeah, no judgment, but I don't want I'm good with my nose. I'm good. You know, it's like it's there. It's not perfect. Then again, what is anyway? Oh, beer, right? Drink it. Beer. Okay. <laughs> It's it's an IPA. It's the nose job IPA. And for some reason, the word is just tickling me in a way I don't really understand why. It is 7%, 65 IBUs. Beer Advocate gave it an 86. Untapped gave it a 3.6. On the SRM chart, we're looking between like a 10 and 11-ish. Steven is live pouring it. Look at that glass. Look at that pour. 
He's doing it expertly well. He knows what's up. Now, here's where things get great. This is the description of the beer. A West Coast classic. Amen. Moment of silence. This IPA is deep golden color and brimming with a mix of citrus, tropical fruit, and piney hoppiness. Malt takes the back seat in this ale, weighing, weighing in at 7% with a solid bittering. This ale is balanced, but has an emphasis on hop flavor and aroma. Although full of hop flavor, this IPA ends surprisingly clean with a light, lingering hop presence. We got a Westie. And nothing gets us more um, perked up on the hop than when somebody says West Coast IPA or New England IPA. We are... Uh, we try not to be beer nerds, but when it comes to those words specifically, we have gotten hypercritical over the years. So we will see what happens. Already 65 IPUs. We'll see. No, I'm kidding. It's it looks definitely West Coast. It's very um if that's what it says on the can. So yeah, no, I, I went off of what the brewery said. I absolutely believe it. Um it is, you know, West Coast IPAs are bitter, but they don't have to be like dank to the point of like you know making you they don't have to have that kind of bite so you know it, it, 65 can make sense i'm I'm kidding and it looks like one it's clear it's crystal clear uh srm chart you may have said this but it's probably mm, it's on the lighter it's like side a, it's like a seven maybe oh Six, i said seven. like a 10 ish it's not that dark. like to me it's very gold it's like it's it looks like sunshine in a glass kind of thing. It's it's very similar yeah. to the Belgian wit, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't true. have that dark amber color to it, but it's clear and filtered. So that is West Coast check mark. It's also brewed on the West Coast for what that's worth. <laughs> yeah, I always find it so funny when like California breweries like we got in New England. I'm like, do you though? Do you? Oh, they do not. I mean, you probably do, but... I told you, they don't call them New England. They call them Hazies. Hazies, which yeah. is a whole other conversation. This is... I'm excited for this one. And when we see West Coast IPAs, we reach for them. We always want to see what that's about. It poured with a very thick and rich oh, yeah. white head that had some good retention. It has dissipated a bit, but is still lingering. Look at that. If you're so, there on YouTube. The way that... Just I'm set up technically. I had obviously this was our second beer, so I had it to the side, and the way the lamp was like bouncing off of the head, it literally looked like the foam on top was like shining. Mm. And so it like all I needed was a choir just to go ah, around <laughs> it, and it would have been perfect. But literally, like the light was like the lights like bouncing off the the head, which makes me uh. What did you say? Perk up? Percolated? Perk up. I don't know what you said. Yeah. Perk up. It makes me perk up. Let me tell you something. It smells like a West Coast. That is... Sure does. That is piney. That is citrusy. That is all the citrus characteristics coming together. It's... Uh, you got your your orange. You got your mango. You got your tropical elements, but not too much. It's definitely got some orange peel in there. It is fighting you have the earthiness of the hops you have the hop oil you've got the kind of resinous quality a little bit of florality there's a lot maybe a little lavender like there's a lot of stuff going on in the hop bill and then the malt as the brewery says takes a back seat you don't get a lot of that um you don't get a lot of the grain or a lot of the straw 
or anything like that. It's very fruit forward, very hop forward. A lot of citrusy, like you said, a lot of citrusy zest. Uh, I would also say grapefruit, grapefruit peel. Mm-hmm. Tangerine. Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's just like very, very prominent on the smell. Um, I was very excited learning about that because, you know, like, I don't know. Floral and citrusy IPA 7% with the can looking the way it is. I mean, right off the bat, I didn't know if this was going to be New England style, West Coast style. You know, I I didn't know what it was going to be. So then doing research on the beer and like reading all about the flavors and what other people experienced, it was like, bada bing, bada bing, West Coast, let's get it. Here we go. Bada bing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know me, I just looked at the menu and I said, that one, that's the one I want because we love the West Coast style. And it's just, it's the reason we're so critical of it is because we believe as a show that it's a style that uh, has kind of fallen by the wayside in favor of those New England IPAs. So uh, I'm excited for it. Do we, do we dare drink this puppy? Let's do it. Let's see if it drinks like a West Coast IPA. Cheers. Me oh my, call a doctor. If it looks like a duck, and it smells like a duck, it probably tastes like a duck. And I'm using <laughs> the word fights like one too. I'm using the word duck to describe a West Coast IPA. It's yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it's got the bite that you want. Uh, it's citrusy up front. The citrus is bitter citrus. Um, It's not as tropical as it was on the nose. You get a lot of grapefruit. As Gabe said, you get the orange, the orange peel. You get that kind of pithy quality. And then uh, as it moves to the back of your mouth, it hits those bitter taste buds in the back. The shit's bitter. It bites and uh, it lets you know she's a West Coaster. Uh, The mouthfeel is smooth but bold. It is somewhat creamy. It is moderately carbonated and medium bodied and the back end is just that lingering bitterness that says i just drank a west coast ipa today and you know what i might have another one that lingering bitterness that says "Mm, i'm making all the right decisions (laughs) um yeah it's weird it's like kind of soft in the mouth soft water um it's just it's got that like psa soften your water people (laughs) we don't know what that means we're going to Google it so hard when we <laughs> hang up this this episode. Um, but yeah, there, there's it, it's got a great mouthfeel to it. It's got a great just like as it goes down, it's just it's it's soft and pillowy in a way. And it's not creamy, but just overall, just a just a solid, solid beer. One that I would definitely get again if I was actually at the brewery. Singing karaoke. Which we will do when you book your trip this summer. Uh, it's it's just, it's everything you want from West Coast. I don't really know what else to say. I gotta, I gotta give it up. Game is recognizing game on this one. Um, it's, uh, let's, let's play Joe. Why not? Touchdown! Unbelievable! Because it's not the most amazing IPA I've ever had. That's not the point, but it's true to the style. And, you know, if you're brewing a West Coast IPA in the West Coast, uh, you should know how to do that. And I think that this is done really well. And sometimes you don't need 
the twists and turns. You don't need the creativity. Sometimes you just need a really good beer done really well by a local brewery. I think this is, this comes through on that level. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's called nose job. It's a nose job. Why is that so funny? I've heard that, that word a hundred times, you know, before, but for some reason today, when it's on a beer, it's funny. When it's just like a procedure, it's like, oh, wow, that's serious. Is it, <laughs> <laughs> is it as funny as wow. his last name, though? Oh, yeah. What was that Chowinga. again? <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, you just have a great last name. Uh, we're not. I hope you're laughing with us and not at us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's got a dark meaning behind it. Oh, we're so sorry. <laughs> Chowinga. It just, I would have so Chowinga. much fun with that if that was my last name. I, I, it doesn't, I don't know that it makes sense to rank them, but I want to s- just, you know, point out that this is a brewery that uh, has, they have a lot of beers and we'll get into what's on tap. But when I was there, there was a lot of different IPAs, there was a lot of different styles. There was West Coast, there was New England's, there was doubles, there was singles, there was German styles and stouts and Belgians and Pilsners and all the things. So it's a brewery that's... So so beer? So lots of beer. Uh, (laughs) They're doing a lot in the way of, you know, experimenting as with the the Belgian wit. I think they they took the, the template and kind of see what we can do with it. And then I and then the West Coast, which they're just like taking the style and doing it right, doing it well. Not a brewery to be slept on. Not a brewery you can find in stores, really. Um, pretty much go there and get it. But if you... Not a brewery I'll ever see again. But Until you cares, come to LA right? this summer. Until I go to LA. Uh, uh, I'm going to give the Belgian-style wit a gold star. I'm going to give the nose job two thumbs up. That's great. my ranking. I love a ranking <laughs> system in which the rankings are totally different systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of ranking systems, is it time to get Bob Ross back? Bob Ross had a week off. Bob Ross has been lazy, if I'm honest, and not pulling Bob his Ross weight. Putting in, Bob Ross putting in that PTO. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to call him back to the mics for my favorite segment, um, for maybe one of the breweries that deserves it the least. <laughs> Bob. Yeah, seriously. Can Art and Crafts. Okay, Can Art Works not great, but there's a lot to talk about. So let's get the cans out of the way. All right, Ingenue. The Ingenue, Belgian-style wit, yes. Uh, okay, I mean, it's just the, the name of the beer is just a sticker. That's That's going to lose you some points. But it's white and gold, and it's got the Boomtown logo shining sparkly on the side that's fun then we got the nose job i'm i am so immature you can't take me anywhere you just can't we got the nose job and uh i like the uh big bold uh logo from boomtown just two big b's intertwined uh nose job orange lettering uh looks like some fun design and that's all well and good but let's talk about a bigger picture shall we boomtown brewing uh, downtown LA art district. So they're all about artists and art in general. Uh, they say, you know, when your brewery is located in the art district of downtown LA, there's not only a logical connection to the arts, but also responsibility to promote them and their work. 
That is why this brewery has the Artist Series. It was born from this collection of ideas, a series of delicious, hazy diapers featuring label art that inspired us to push our brewing creativity. With a release every six to eight weeks, the Artist Series celebrates unique art containing unique beer, both made from scratch and enjoyed by many. Here is the most amazing part of this. There are a bunch of beers we're going to talk about them quickly, but if you want to get involved, it, attention all artists, if you want your design on a collaboration with this brewery, go to their site, fill out the form. Uh, it says at the bottom, interested in collaborating with us on a future art series release. Your artwork could potentially be on a beer can. I had a friend do this with two roads. She was in the top eight, I believe, finalists. Uh, to be featured a uh, new design on one of their beers. This was a couple years ago, but breweries do this. They love art influence and they love artists reaching out to them. They've got this artist series is really dope. Uh, like you said, hazy diapers. Uh, it's all really cool and different artwork, different styles of art, uh, different uh, art forms. Um, it, it kind of similar to paperback in a way, in the sense of like everyone is just so unbelievably different and very bright and vibrant. They really stand out. There's three pages just full of beer. Uh, we can talk about our favorites. Steven, feel free to chime in. I don't know if you see any alike. I'm looking at the Super super Turbo Hazy Double IPA. It looks like a skull and big bright eyes and he's freaking out. I'm a big fan of that. I don't know about you. I mean, there's a lot to love here. I love the graffiti double IPA just because all the cans have different like colors, but there's like balloons on the bottom and then the top is just this like solid, but they're all, they're all change. Um, also the devil's delight hazy diaper is, uh, fun and it's like an orange and blue can with like a giant nose blue devil guy hanging out amongst a bunch of orange colors and the beer is kind of smoking and it's, uh, dope. That one's designed by Keenan Schur, uh, Glendale native. Uh, I'm looking right now at the Ignorant Diaper. Um, this is the artwork on this, as I can only be described as giant marker art. And what I mean by that is you people have seen videos. You've seen those people that go around. They have a giant like marker and they're just like making lines quick and they don't stop. They don't fade anything. It's just like a whoop, 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 whoop. And before you know it, you're looking at an alligator. It's crazy art, but that's basically everything's connected, like the animals connected to the person. It's hard to describe, but Ignorant Diaper by Fousey on their site. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They've got a lot of great work. Bob Ross is out of PTO days. He is here. He is excited. He is going to rank these uh, a seven and an eight. Belgian style, what's going to get a seven? They're going to get a six. Uh, uh, the nose job is going to get an eight, but the rest of the beer, the rest of the artwork is really great. We love an artist series. And just because I want to hear it again, the artist series, you know, you got to get some recognition for that. Bob Ross is here. Bob Ross agrees. He is out of PTO. He needs to talk to HR about getting some more, but that's another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. <laughs> The brewery is dope. The brewery has a lot to love. It's got the bar like Gabe's in. It's got the event space, which is what the other side really is. Um, there's actually a bar in both sides. It's a 9,000 square foot space. It's got 23 barrel combination mash ton. It's got four 
30 barrel fermenters, two 15 barrel fermenters, a whole lot going on. It also, in the vein of can arts and crafts, has a David Bowie tribute mural outside the brewery. You can't really see it from here, but yeah. Uh, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. There's a new doc on HBO that I'm very excited to dive oh. into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in terms, up, of, baby. in terms of what's on tap, I mean, this brewery has, as I said, a lot to offer. They've got everything. They've got plenty of IPAs. They've got plenty of year-rounders, hazies, regulars, the whip beer, different. They've got a Mexican-style lager. They have a Belgian strong. Uh, they have, And then they have a bunch of seasonal stuff that they rotate through. And it's a bunch of different styles Scottish from Germany, thing. from yeah. Yeah, Scotland, from uh, Belgium, obviously, uh, the Magic Napper. That's their Scottish ale. And I love it. And it's... Snaggletooth Kitty. That's... That's going to be my next fantasy football team name. <laughs> they, the Snaggletooth Kittens. They also have hard seltzers. Uh, and are you a fan of beer aged in a barrel? Because it's the tagline of our show. Put it in a barrel with Gabe and Steven. Michael J. Green. Exclamation point. They have uh, an Imperial Stout that's aged in whiskey barrels. They have a belgian a, a barrel aged saison that they aged at one point that come that you can buy in a 550 mil bottle sheesh dunkelweissen one of the more slept on styles i'd say we've maybe had one dunkelweissen in the history of the hop and they have one that's true we should get more of those and it's called dunkel chasing waterfalls fuck yeah Dunkle chasing <laughs> waterfall. It works. It works really well. The names are great. The beers are great. The, the, their Bohemian Pilsner is called Mike Check, but Check is spelled like Check Pilsner, like C Z E. I mean, come, come on. What do I even play for that? Let me just Yay! let's just throw it up. I mean, I don't know what else. <laughs> I just wanted to be involved. <laughs> uh. Yeah, they're they're and they also have a lot of beers to go. Obviously, you can get most, if not all, of these to go. You can get the barrel aged stuff to go. I suggest you do that. And uh, food trucks as well. If you're wondering about the food oh, yes. menu, food trucks, and they have a whole schedule of that. Gabe, yes, we got to go. Fudge. But before we do, we're gonna talk about. Uh, a bunch of pasta. <laughs> Last call. My Italian ancestors are just rolling in their graves at the sight of this. Someone, some people, some jabroni dumped a bunch of pasta in a New Jersey riverbank creek basically creek uh it's it's uh, according to this article it says it's not unusual for things to be dumped in new jersey if that is an irony i don't know what is but someone found hundreds of pounds of pasta left along a local brook in a mystery about who did it and why uh workers in old bridge township found it uh they don't know what's going on um according to some locals this was a little bit of a protest in terms of the city not providing the correct amount or the correct 
avenues for recycling and or garbage. Uh, apparently, this was a, a stand on we need trash bins, which kind of an interesting stand to take. But uh, there's just a bunch of pasta and it's a bunch of different pasta. It's not just one kind. There, there's some rigatoni. There's some spaghetti. There's some penne, if you will. There's a lot going on. I had a lot of questions when I clicked on the article, and then the article proceeds to answer all of them. I mean, we got to give a shout out to NPR because they're the ones who came up with this. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sitting there reading through it, and I'm like, was it cooked or was it like, was it like raw solid pasta? And then there's a whole section so, that says, was it yeah. cooked or raw? And apparently there was apparently, conflicting reports. Yeah, people think it wasn't cooked, and that like it. it it, it, it grew, was reported that it rained. It grew so like the direct quote, I believe, is "It grew soft and limp from rainfall." Oh, oh. no! Oh god! Another one bites the dust. <laughs> uh, listen, you don't want to be soft and limp. Anyway, in in so many ways, you don't want to be soft <laughs> and limp. <laughs> Oh boy! But it's but it's several hundreds of pounds of uncooked pasta. What a waste! There's there's a there's a conspiracy that uh, there was a house that a woman lived in, and when she passed away, her son was like cleaning out her house and found all the pasta like in the cupboard, and just ran and dumped it in the by the creek. Why? Why? I mean, wouldn't your first reaction if you found a bunch of pasta? In, all right, let's say, sadly, someone in your life has passed on, God forbid, and they're a pasta hoarder. No judgments. You know, we don't kink shame here on the hop. <laughs> all right. What would, what would, how would you handle that? Because I have my answer. How would you handle it? How would I handle finding all the pasta? Yeah, what would you do with hundreds and hundreds of pounds of pasta? It's like I too mean, much pasta. Step one would probably be like, is this good to eat? <laughs> and I don't think that pasta really goes bad unless it's been it like doesn't. 10 years. It doesn't. Yeah. My my reaction is how much of this can I humanly take home? Yeah. And the I, rest it would of be, it. It would be, what is the, you know, like, can I eat this? What can I fit in my car? And the rest of it, I would probably, I don't know, like donate it to like a food shelter exactly or like it would be like i'd be like all right how many hundreds of pounds can i eat because pasta is my favorite thing in the whole world but i i don't i don't have it that often so it would be like how much of this can i take home and the rest of it would be like i'm gonna take this to a soup kitchen not leave it in the dirt in like a, a like in a park somewhere or whatever whatever old bridge is i don't i don't know what this i don't know what old this is bridge. it's a township by a creek i guess I mean, I feel like I feel like Old Bridge, New Jersey is a town that is made up in like a children's story. It's like where the old witch lived. Old Bridge. <laughs> that's 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 good. I like that. If you're from New Jersey and you're upset, I just don't care. If you're from New Jersey and you're upset. I can promise you we've upset more people uh, than <laughs> you. And if you have questions about that, I would direct you to the state of Montana. Because they literally are a drop on the show, so. <gasps> New Jersey! It doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue. doesn't work. I'm sorry. I tried. Oh, shit. Um, 
yeah, apparently this is like some kind of protest because the trash services out there and old bridge ain't that great. So what is what is a what does a man have to do to get an extra trash bin? I'll tell you what he's got to do. He's got to stand up for himself and take a stand and dump out his and dump some soft pasta. Limp pasta out by the creek. Well, when it's in the box, it's it's rock hard. But when it <laughs> oh, God. when it's outside and it's being left oh, no. alone and it's getting rained on, it gets soft. It gets and soft limp. and limp, as you know when you yeah. And sad. In the box. In the box. In the box, you, you yeah you want it you want it stiff and stiff and rock hard, but out in the pouring rain, soft and limp. Okay, we're. Gonna- let me just say this. I bet a nearby animal or bear had a lovely Italian meal. Yeah. I mean, there's th- this is a, <laughs> this is a huge waste of pasta is the oh, bottom yeah. line. And the huge waste. The jokes are far and wide. You can read about more on NPR. It's been picked up by a few different outlets, including ours. But um, <laughs> it's uh, hilarious. And also, it also looks really gross. It does when not you're looking at. Yeah. Like, I I gotta stop looking at this because then I won't eat pasta ever again. And it looks I'm, like I'm legally not allowed to do that. It's a so. weird thing when you see a bunch of dry pasta covered in soil. It looks like a Chef Boyardee situation that's been sitting around way too long and has like molded into something brown instead of red. It's a little off putting. And uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. However. Chef Boyardee is not terrible. It's not great. I mean, objectively, like, it, like, it's... I mean, in a pinch, it no, works. No, like, it's terrible, but it's good. You know, it's like McDonald's. It's like, it's terrible. Yeah. But, like... But it's good, though. Drunk I mean, at 3 a.m.? Hell yeah, yeah pass it, that shit over. Yeah, give me some raviolios or whatever the hell they call it. I don't, I don't... Spoiler alert, if it worked in The Last of Us, it can work for all of us. <laughs> and with that... We are going to go, ladies and gentlemen, Boomtown Brewing, Boomtown Brewing in downtown Los Angeles. Thank you again for another great episode of The Hop. Gabe and I appreciate you for listening, and we will be back in two weeks with a new episode when it is June. Until then, drink a beer, love each other, stay happy. Shout out to Kevin Asado again. Congrats. Peace out, y'all.